Hello, my name is Maddie. And I'm Hannah. We are reading Partners in Crime. Over the last two years, we have gone on 45 book-based adventures. We investigate a real-life case using advice from murder mystery authors. We review a book, find the sleuthing tips, and hopefully solve the case. Welcome to the unsolved case of the missing salmon. So should I admit who over this person? Oh no, hold on a second, hold on a second. Oh no, I can't, I don't like this, it's freaking me out. No, you're holding it, so we need to do the classic hi. Hi, Maddie! The classic hi. Hello, how are you? I'm good. So I did... Oh, such a brief, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, no, I know, because I'm so excited, because I did trail to you that I've got some massive mystery business. Yeah, I'm a bit nervous. And actually, the mystery business has arrived. Your host, so you can actually admit the mystery business. I'm worried. Do I know this this person? (laughs) Okay, fine. Admit. I'll admit them. Hello? Oh, for God's sake. (laughs) Hello. Lovely to see you too. Oh, no, I just really thought it was going to be like, I don't know, some some, professional detective or something. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you'll notice that the person who's been admitted is the screen name... Tommy Beresford, which is a clue to the mystery business. Who, because Tommy Beresford is from an Agatha Christie. It really is familiar. Do I have a clue? Uh, uh, part of a duo, a crime fighting duo. Oh, Tommy and Tuppence. Yeah. Are you saying that you're Tuppence? So yeah, yeah, yeah. So quite a claim. My massive mystery business is. <laughs> to reveal some sleuthing which was a, a husband well wife and husband sleuthing did you just put yourself first there yeah i did yeah <laughs> i'm here for it it's a feminist podcast <laughs> i did i did switch because while you were away in new york city there was a murder mystery. So we went to a murder mystery at the Postal Museum. Yeah, this was the, this was, this was a, I'm going to be upset about this. Yeah, and you yeah. were supposed to be, obviously, obviously, my sleeping partner in crime. But because you were unable to do it, I did have to turn to, to Tommy, <laughs> just maybe a bit unfair. Cause I think, I think that actually he, um, uh, Andrew proved to be superior to, to me. No, to Tommy. To I was going to say, Tommy. wow. Yeah. He actually proved to be far better. And this is where we tell you that you've been <laughs> a co host. Yeah, yeah, we've changed the podcast. So, yeah, it's just me now. Um, so, oh, you're just giving me the blue book as well. That would be such a kick in the teeth. <laughs> but because you couldn't do it, yeah, I obviously have to, had to go another sleep. I love it. Andrew. And a, um, and a worthy, a worthy. I was going to say opponent. We're not competing. We're on the same team. We're on the same same squad. A worthy team member, I think. Yeah. We've done murder mysteries together before. So we got to go on a little mail tra- train, which is amazing. Yes. Basically, we pretended to be a parcel and got taken through the little passageways. You were the parcel. Yeah. Not like a not like a postal staff member. <laughs> No, because it was so small. Oh. So small. So it was, you had to kind of squish in. But obviously the real focus was trying to solve the mystery. Had to interview four suspects. And do you want to know how we got on? I, I have a question before. Yeah, definitely. Go Were there it. other people other than you also trying to Quite a lot. Quite a lot. Yeah, I would say there were about, I don't know, 60, 70 people there. Which indicates to me, the fact that you look quite pleased indicates to me maybe you were the first ones to solve it. Well, not quite. Top 10%? Well, no. What happened is, well, actually, did you want to explain what happened? Oh, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, you're, on the show. you're on the show. You can explain what happened. As a sort of secondary member of the team. So we were, we were put into, there were four teams. 
So the 70 people were split into four teams, which, I mean, we weren't particularly happy about, you know, we didn't, oh. want, to be, we didn't want to be on a team. Oh, just each other. Yeah, yeah, you know, we're, we were a crime-solving duo. But anyway, there, there were teams. And, and as, as Han says, you, you go around interviewing four suspects. And on our team, there was some, and you've got a limited amount of time to ask them questions as well. That's also quite important. Wow. So in, in our team, I would say there were some, some subpar questioners. Now, some people might describe them as children, but I, I prefer to describe them as subpar questioners. Anyway. How old would you say these subpar questioners were? No, they were, they were actually children. Right. They were so when some people would call them children, they were children. Yeah, I know, but you know, if you're, if you're on the detective game, then no, they shouldn't be there. That's sort of what I'm saying. Yeah, they were about twelve. Anyway, that much detecting happened. We pretended to be parcels. It was all good fun, and then we came to the the fourth of the four suspects, and there was a little bit where you. It was all based around the sorting office, right? So we did a bit of rummaging amongst some letters. A bit of admin. A little bit of admin, and we found a scrap of paper on it. Which was, that was not the hard bit, to be clear. If you hadn't found the scrap of paper, you're a moron. But the scrap of paper said, what did it say on it, Han? So it said something along the line. Do you think we should reveal this? Because will we ruin this for anyone who goes to this in the future? Or is it a limited run? Oh, okay, we found a cryptic clue. Yeah, okay, let's, let's say that, yeah. So we found on this little scrap of paper... There was a message which had been written by the victim. Oh, oh, okay. I can almost read that. Yeah. God, that's hard to read, isn't it? Okay. Now, using all of the Agatha Christie oh. that we've read, I read that note and I immediately thought, this is a bit strange. Why is there a capital letter on one of the words? And... Oh. Why has the victim who people had said, witnesses, suspects, had said that he wasn't very good, he didn't have a very extensive vocabulary. So I thought, why has he used this unusual word? And I thought, it's, it's, it's a cryptic clue. It's a cryptic clue. Did anyone else think it was a cryptic clue? I thought they didn't, amateurs. Well, well, we don't think they did. So it's hand spotted, this is odd. So hand spotted probable anagram. So obviously, Detective Countdown was on the case, <laughs> and it it very the perfect combination of your skills. It is, it yeah. is. So it very quickly transpired that Mar the Tunnels was an anagram of one of the suspects' names. <gasps> yes. Oh. Yes. Now. <laughs> obviously that's brilliant because we really combine our skills because I, yeah, I, nice. I saw cryptic clues it's got to be but I couldn't really figure out the anagram it's never going to be my skills either that one yeah so obviously in came um <laughs> in came Tommy <laughs> to solve the anagram Captain Conundrum yeah, that should be your new much better than Detective Countdown. Captain <laughs> Conundrum, let's go with that. That can be your new nickname. Yeah, yeah Captain Conundrum came in. Now, where I went wrong is the last person we saw was the inspector on this case, and he was asking for people's theories. And I foolishly told him that I'd found this anagram, or we'd found this anagram, and that we'd solved it, which then meant that when he was doing the big sort of denouement he didn't steal end, it well no he was asking he was asking for people to share their theories with the wider group this guy was sort of like the MC of the event basically okay he, he wasn't participating yeah right okay and then he he was getting people's like final theories so obviously I we we had our hands up but we think that he didn't pick us because he wanted to reveal the anagram himself. But so that cool. is my regret, because if I hadn't have told him at that earlier stage, he wouldn't have known that we you had knew. figured that out. And yeah. then I could have done a sort of Poirot style reveal <laughs> to 70 people, which would have been 
incredible. That would have been a life highlight. <laughs> yeah. And we could tell from like the reaction of the, the wider group that like, you know, people were like, what? We didn't see that. The only people, we had a small amount of that reaction because we did, did tell the useless children about the anecdote. Of course. Their reaction was like, was pretty great but then the idiots like didn't even say that was the person who did it they came up with some other nonsense i would say that consistently the story indicates to me that you do not you don't have a huge amount of time for the children in this uh, well i mean oh, come on not not in the space of murder mystery i mean when we say subpar questioning we really mean subpar question can i have an example so at one point one of them asked the one of the suspects are you right-handed reasonable question Most of the details they said no the supplementary question are you left-handed <laughs> actually i'm no-handed well indeed but Amazing. it was i would say the sensation after it was confirmed that our theory was 100 percent correct was for me personally close to the feeling I imagine that Han had when the claw grabbed the bear and just <laughs> and then dropped it. Like it was that level of just, mm. Mm. <laughs> We were, I mean. Almost an idol. We, mm, we yeah. were absolutely yeah. elated. It was such a thrill because not only had we got the anagram right, we'd also got other details right. I mean, it was just, it was so thrilling. And you know what, it, you know how hard we struggled with that at, at the walking murder mystery. So like you can get some of the details, not all. To go for a drink to calm down. <laughs> I actually had a glass of Prosecco. I was feeling <sighs> so celebratory. Liz, did it go to your head? Well, all of it did. Completely. Uh, I, I really felt like I was carrying the you know the reputation of the show on my shoulders well, no because I think if you hadn't if you if you had crashed and burned then we just would never have talked about it or I'd have got blamed let's be honest or you it blamed, would have been yeah. inadequate partner that give with Captain Countdown would have been fired Captain Conundrum sorry I, it was it was it was excellent and I mean I, I might make an on-air announcement that I think it might be time for me to actually retire from 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 murder mystery solving so soon well, because I don't think it can get better. Than, I don't think it can get better than that, honestly. I think that's wow. uh, even on a high. No, but that wasn't like that was that was just really good problem solving. That's what that's what um, murder mystery is all about. You could do that again. No, nope. okay. I, mean, <laughs> I honestly can't imagine it being better than that. Okay, I really, well, I really can't. Well, we accept your retirement, <laughs> <laughs> and as because we obviously are the gatekeepers. Of course. And maybe at the next event. We'll maybe ask you for some tips beforehand as a sort of consultant, if you like. Yeah, <laughs> just to good. really pump up the ego. I'm good at that. I mean, I can provide, you know, advice without accountability. Great. I'm going up for that. Great, 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 great. Did, what hand did you feel that you, it was an equal, an equal win? Yeah, absolutely. Great. Absolutely. Because I don't think that Captain Conundrum would have thought that it was a conundrum. If I hadn't have said there's something weird about this. Mm. I've read Agatha Christie. If there's <laughs> if there's a note and there's anything that is grammatically wrong or incorrect, then you're no amateur. I, I absolutely support that. I would not have seen the significance of the note. What do you think would have what do you think would have been the end of the evening if you hadn't if you hadn't got it? Do you think you'd have been like really disappointed? I think it would have been, I don't think we would have had, a, I wouldn't have had a glass of Prosecco, put it that way. Maybe I would have had a punishment, sort of sad little half pint of cider instead. You love a cider, that's not oh, I do love a cider, actually. You love a cider. Yeah. No, we would have just gone home. Yeah, we would have gone home, done some more practice, you know, really thought about what we'd done. Get out of the puzzle book. Let's yeah. get going. Yeah. I think, I think if we hadn't have solved it, I would have been... I would have been gutted oh. that you weren't there, Maddie, if we hadn't solved it. But, but as it goes, you're delighted. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't miss you anyway. <laughs> no, well, no. As, I mean, it was also really pleasing because the case was called Murder Underground. I know. Maybe Story or Hay. Maybe Story or Hay. Was there a Pongleton? I bet there wasn't. Sorry? Was there a Pongleton? 
No Pongleton. No, sadly. No. It sounds like it was really, really good. And I'd quite like to go. I obviously, I won't because I know they're the ending. And that would be really, really awful of me just to turn up and go, oh, it's obviously the, it's an anagram. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to go. Maybe, maybe look out. Do you think they'll do any others that I don't provide us? Yeah, I think they will because it's a it's a company called Moonstone Mysteries. So we should look out and go to another one of their. Agreed. It was it was good. I would recommend to a friend definitely. They did it well. Well, maybe we go as a wider group. Wow. Well, you did not. Okay, I would say I would say one of you. I won't say which. One of you looked really happy about that. One of you didn't. Who's to say which? Fans can guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I suppose I'm not against that, but I would say that I, I think you don't really get mystery solvers going around in more than pairs, do you? Or do you? Oh, well, funnily enough, in, this, in the book that we're reading this week, you do. Oh, well, in that case, well, that's a perfect segue. Oh, that is a, that is a neat segue. segue, yeah. Unintentional, but, but nonetheless. <laughs> Reveal. There you go, that's my mystery business. I mean, I can't drop that. I've got nothing else to offer. Nothing. Zero. I think that's my mystery business. Pretty big mystery business. Well, I'm allowed to do an on air thank you. You can do an on air thank you. On air thank you. It was uh, fantastic. I gasped and then did a sort of half laugh, half cry. Oh. I think the thing that I really loved about it is that I kind of knew it was a book. You so knew just it was for listeners, yeah. this is this was. This was the only present that, that's a bit sad. This sounds really sad. It's not sad at all. It's the only present that I opened on my birthday. Is it? You and also yeah. you took it to so you took I it. I took to it with me. Yeah. So yeah. it has been it has been abroad already, jet setting. And I had a note from Han to say, do not open this until your birthday. And it was one of the very first things I did that day. Um, just to clarify, I did have other presents, but <laughs> some of them I opened before, Rogue. I think if you're with the person that gave it to you, you should open it. If it's like within enough time, if it's like really far be- before, I don't do it. But if it, I was with my friends on the fifth and sixth, which I feel was, and it was a birthday thing that they'd taken. Yeah, yeah, that's fair fine. enough. And yeah. some I had to open when I got home from New York because they were waiting for me. Yeah, but that's the only one I took with me, and it's the only one I opened. And I knew it was a book because I can tell by the feel, but also it's from you, so I assume it was going to be a book. And then I thought, I bet she's taken, because I knew you'd had it for a long time. I thought you'd taken some time to find something really special. Um, but I had no idea that she had written any that weren't already in the, the collection that we have started reading, the British Library Crime Classics. So oh, I was really shocked. And then I realised it was like a, a proper 1954 edition, which is extra amazing and also we've been to Paddington together which is where it starts anyway so it was just felt it felt very timely and very special and it's on my top shelf special shelf but actually ECR Lorac she was very prolific prolific I think she wrote about 70 70 yeah but the issue is that most of them are out of print um wow yeah I really feel like I should remember that from Queens of Crime but clearly I did not (laughs) obtain that information (laughs) Yeah, um, I have no idea. It feels very special. And it's got a really lovely, like, old feel to it. It feels very... I, I, that will be one that I, I don't lend out, except to you, of course. But maybe I should have to... It should be reference only, so I'll have to come and read it in your library. You can come and read it. You can sit, sit in the lovely chair. I'll curl up in the chair. How about, how about you read in the chair, you read Isiola Lorac, and I'll read Death of Jezebel. Oh, yeah, and sort of a swap. Yeah. And also then that's like a ransom situation because you've got my Jezebel. <laughs> give it back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you, I've got Shroud of Darkness, UCL Lorac. So there's, you know, there's the incentive to care for really? it. Be careful. Um, it's also kind of, it's funny that you took it to New York with you because it actually came from America. Yeah, so you said there was a big story. Well, I mean, it's not a big story. I knew I knew I wanted to get you an ECR Lorac, so I had a look into ones, and then I saw that this one was a train one. 
extra drives. I was like, you, you love anything, you know, mission train, anything that's train. transport related, really, but especially trains. Exactly. So and I boats. Think sounds great. Um, and then I did a classic set up an eBay search. You love it. So I got an alert after quite some time, it must be said. <laughs> um, and then it got shipped from America. Wild. I mean, it can't have been, you, you bought it. You bought it so long ago. You must have put on a, a search like last birthday. Well, yes. No, I think I did because you, in your last birthday, you were talking about it being, you know, big birthday, big th- three zero. I was like, I'm going to have to get something good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You've really set the tone, set the bar. It's, it's obviously difficult because your birthday comes after mine every year. So then. Oh, yeah, but it's not a big birthday. It's not a big birthday yeah. for me. So you don't need to worry. But the next, the next big birthday, buckle in. Get next ready. big birthday? Yeah, well, your next big birthday is not for a while, though, right? It depends on what you count as big birthdays. Okay, well, it'll be some years until my 40th, if that's what yeah. you're saying. I was going to say it's a while, but I, I the, the, the question I have is whether you think 35 is a big birthday. No, no. I don't either. No, who, who thinks that's a big birthday? Well, some people think fives are, but... No, no. I mean, yeah, it's just worth checking, isn't it? It's just worth checking. <laughs> just worth clarifying. No, no. <laughs> no. Um, no, it's gone. Okay. Well, that's that's my official on there. Thank you. I absolutely love it. And I now have to find. I want to make sure I read it like a special time. So I think I might read it at Christmas. Oh, nice. Extra nice. special. I oh, I know what I was going to say. I really hope there's a schmozzle in there. I've, I mean, surely. Fingers crossed Fingers for crossed. a schmozzle. Well, there was a book we read recently that had schmozzle in it, and it wasn't an ECR. I can't remember what it was. No. What, that we read or you read? No, that we read. Well, I mean, there was a schmozzle in Checkmate to Murder. Yeah, but that's ETR. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It'll come to me. Maybe it was a dream. Maybe it was a dream. <laughs> um, shall, shall we talk about the book? Yeah. Um, do you want to hear something really stupid? Yeah, always. My, my microphone wasn't plugged in that whole time. <laughs> oh, no, but it sounds fine to me. Does it? I'll just plug it in now. <laughs> oh, oops. A snafu. That's a snafu right there. That's a technological snafu. Can you hear me now? Yeah, it does sound a bit different. Yeah. Uh, sorry. What a fool. Oh, wow. It's now like, it, it's now like it's surround sound. Wow. <laughs> I feel like I should do like a, like a really good surround sound music. Like, um. Did you get my reference? Is that cinema music? Yeah. Yeah, with the lion. I think I smashed that. I, I really think you did. I think when Please. you listen back, you are going to be... Oh, please. I think I think it started shaky, but ended well. Um, yeah. Okay. Initially, when you started, I had no idea what you were doing. Yeah, I could tell by your face, and I thought, come on, up you go. But then the end, strong, strong. Yeah, it's, it's the... that really sells it. Yeah. Um... Should we talk about the book? Yes. Yeah. So today's book that we're talking about is In the Woods by Tana. Tana? I don't know. Tana? Tana? Okay. Tana French. We're going to go with Tana French. Uh, So Maddie, this was your choice. Yeah. So why did you choose this book? Thank you for asking. Um, I chose this book for one one reason, really. Uh, Well, two reasons reasons um number one um back in the days that weren't that long ago that i was using instagram i started using it i'm sure the fans haven't noticed but nonetheless it's true i was quite into the bookstagram community and one of the people i follow on bookstagram is a big fan of not just tarn french but this specific series so this is the first in a series of six or seven or maybe even eight called the dublin murder squad so, and I've liked a few of the other things that she has recommended. So I thought it was a good place to start. And secondly, the other reason was we hadn't done, we haven't read any, I don't think any murder mysteries set in Ireland. I thought it'd be a nice mix up because the last time I think I chose somewhere or I chose a book for the location, mm-hmm. like the difference in location was the video you, which obviously went very well. Okay. So you said a bit about why you chose this book. Yeah. yeah. So what did you think? Shall I tell you what it's about? 
oh yeah sorry yeah. what's it about what's it about i'm gonna read you the blurb um i know that i sometimes frown upon that but i'm a bit uh, jet lagged and i read this about a week ago so i need, okay, a, need a bit of help you, do, you yeah. don't you don't need to give an explanation no i know but i feel bad because i often judge you for it well i do i would like it noted that you know i made no judgment so okay, yes next time i read the blurb i'd like you know i'd like the same level of um deference <laughs> respect There's the same level of you know acceptance of okay. that approval the same level of approval okay i'll allow that yeah no problem no problem thank you very much <laughs> um okay so in tana french's debut powerful debut thriller i missed a word out so so soon a uh, powerful debut thriller, three children leave their small Dublin neighbourhood to play in the surrounding woods. Hours later, their mother's calls go unanswered. When the police arrive, they find only one of the children gripping a tree trunk in terror, wearing blood-filled sneakers and unable to recall a single de- detail of the previous hours. Twenty years later, Detective Rob Ryan, the found boy who has kept his past a secret, and his partner Cassie Maddox investigate the murder of a 12-year-old girl in the same woods. Now, with only snippets of long-buried memories to guide him, Ryan has the chance to uncover both the mystery of the case before him and that of his own shadowy past. Excellent. Reading there. Thank you. I felt like that needed the earlier um, cinema end. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. It's been made into a film. Has it? Yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. Who's in the film? I don't know. Oh, okay. So I've got nothing beyond this in the film, <laughs> but I do think it does read like that. Mm. Read like maybe somebody thought that thought of that. Okay, so what did you think? Um, I'm going to start with things that I did like. Okay, yeah. And then we'll move on to things that I didn't like. I liked that it was set in Ireland. I liked the description of the scenery i was not i didn't dislike the writing style although at times i found it a little bit challenging but at the beginning i was sort of okay with it i think because at the beginning it felt new and different and i was like okay yeah this we're not you know we're, we don't, this is not our normal style and i like variety i, I also want to just quickly apologize i didn't realize how long it was sorry was about that really sorry about that that's quite, quite a commitment i believe sorry Four six four six eight, and I would say that earlier in the book I was quite taken. Not taken. That's maybe a bit too strong. I didn't. I, I quite liked the relationship between Adam, as he now is. Is that Adam? Yeah, is that Adam is his, his sort of name. He's adopted. Yes, Cassie and Cassie at the early days. I quite liked that because it's sort of this very platonic very light friendship which mm-hmm. helps him and her process what is a sort of essentially quite a traumatic job and I quite like that let's move on <laughs> let's move on to the bits I didn't like as much I would say almost everything else mm. I found it extremely upsetting yeah me too I did not see this coming this feels to me like my very own a separation except that it was a murder mystery <laughs> I feel like I should apologise because I think this might be one of the most upsetting books I've ever read. The thi- I think the, th- the things that upset me about it were multiple. Yeah. Number one, really gruesome start and involving like children. It sort of, it opens up onto a very like chilling scene where this little boy well, he's 12, he's not, I guess, not that little, but he's a child, has he's like child. lost his child, lost his friends, um, doesn't know where they've gone, and therefore, and it is quite clearly, in my opinion, displaying traumatic behaviors or like post traumatic behaviors. Hmm. So, even though you don't, I, I mean, this annoys me, you never find out what happened, yeah, which I suppose fits into it being the first in a series. Apparently, you never find out. I Google, <sighs> I know, you never find out in terms of like traumatic and upsetting content, the ending, not se- separate from, so basically what happens is, is he loses his childhood friends in some sort of incident that we never find out about. He then becomes a policeman and in his tenure, him and his crime partner, what's the word? Yeah, his crime partner. That's not the right word. 
Police partner. Yeah. Um, Cassie investigate the murder of rape and murder of a 12 year old girl found nearby. And then essentially that throws up a lot for him, understandably, PTSD. And it's about the two he sort of he he sort of sees the links between the two murders, which is why it throws it all up for him. And it just feels like it felt a bit like gratuitous in terms of like like sad sad porn. Is that right? Is that like a phrase? Like a little bit like a little life where you just feel like it's like onslaught of sadness. You then hear about the really gruesome murder of this other girl and like her, the sexual abuse has happened to her. You then go on to find out that she was murdered by this builder who's manipulated into doing it by her sister because she's also traumatised by their father who's abusing all of the children. So it's just like, it just felt like an onslaught of like really upsetting, yeah. horrible content. Yeah. And then also at the same time, he loses everything because he also loses his friend because he sleeps with her, even though there's no indication before he sleeps with her that he even really liked her in that way. Like that separate separate to the like horrible abuse. There's also like this, this female friendship, female-male friendship, which was quite special and touching in the fact that it was so platonic it turned it turned into well he had sex with her and then it's all over and then it sort of felt like that innocence was gone there as well so I was really I would say uh there was probably I was really clutching really to find what, what did I like about it because I don't want to be too negative but I feel pretty negative <laughs> about yeah. this read yeah no I I, that's I, a good opener yeah well no I feel exactly the same so I did think the beginning seemed quite promising because it was a description of the children in the wood and it it see it was sinister but there was a sense of the wood and the wood was described very well so it's quite drawn at, at the beginning and then yeah i think it went swiftly downhill i agree that all of the the murder was absolutely horrific and awful and I don't I don't I don't think it needed no no it didn't need to be at all I found Adam who is the the main character unbearable (laughs) I thought he was petulant I thought that he was he moaned about everything. He was terrible. He was actually terrible at his job because terrible. he gets manipulated yeah. by a teenage a teenager who then turns out to be behind the murder. Yeah. And and it sort of also implies that he is manipulated by her because he kind of fancies her, even though she's a teenager. Yeah, yeah. Which is not cool. I mean, I actually think and that in the other books it's gonna be revealed that he actually killed the other children that's what i I have i have been i was so incensed by this book so i've read this on holiday and i would say it's not a holiday read it's not holiday not a holiday read at all um and i was so incensed by it that i did a lot of googling afterwards to sort of figure out what other people felt and thought and that is a popular theory yeah he did did he's a psychopath because his his behaviour on the case, but also his treatment of Cassie as well, who is his best friend, mm-hmm. um, and then they sleep together, and then he, I mean, he treats her in an appalling way because he suddenly, after they sleep with one another, he thinks he just starts to think that she's gonna trap him in marriage or try to. Um, she wants to have a child, and none, none of none of her behaviours indicated that. No. Really bugged me that Cassie was an amazing character, and we had snippets of her character. So things like you know she was doing cartwheels. We had little hints about the undercover work she'd been doing. She was really witty and intelligent, but the story was told from Adam's perspective and it felt I don't know it felt quite sort of quite demeaning uh, that character 
Especially um, because the only way, like, it ends with her marrying someone else. She doesn't have, like, any other yeah. independent outcome aside from who she ends up being with, basically. Yeah, oh, no, I forgot that. Yeah, because she does. She marries the other police officer. The other police officer. Sam, I think, is his name? I think the only thing that I liked is it was set... I'm not quite sure when it was set, but there were quite a few, like, retro references... So at one point they were playing Worms. And I remember the game Worms. I so. loved that game. When you'd yeah. throw them and they'd be like, um, what do they used to have? They used to have little catchphrases. Like, um, little helmets on like, as well. You can't get me. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it had a reference to Cranium. Excellent game. Oh, excellent game. And at one point, I think in Cassie's flat, they have a glass with the Nutella on it. Which I feel ah. I, I sort of have have yeah. quite fond memories of. Did you ever collect the Scooby Doo ones? No, but I do know what no, you mean. That. I think they did like um, special edition, like a sort of Tweety Pie. Ah, did you have that? Yeah, we had it ones that were like the little. So it was like a. So now you look normally they're like quite wide brimmed. Yeah, they're actually just. But they were actually a glass, yeah, like a little tumbler, like that sort of yeah. size. And we had Velma and Scooby and Shaggy. We didn't have Daphne and Fred, but I have a feeling that was by choice. <laughs> I think we might have <laughs> been like, we don't want them. They are lesser characters in yeah. the movie. Yeah. It's, okay, so it's not, it's not just, I don't think it's just about this book. I do think it is more a wider observation about modern um, thrillers. Do you think that, because I, I agree, it makes me nervous about selecting modern reads. But then I think, a video you, modern read. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we can, can rule it out, rule them out entirely. I suppose the thing about a video you um, to note is obviously she is a modern writer, but her mysteries are set in the past. True. Although, actually, we have got a video used. There's the Auntie Lee series, which is, I think, set in the 90s. And we shouldn't forget that, obviously, Barbara Neely and She's Blanche White series. I yeah. mean, they, she, she is a modern writer. And I, there is something there, isn't there, about actually in the last Barbara Neely that we read, that did deal with really heavy content but it managed she Barbara De- nearly did it in a way which there was the still the humanity mm. what a tricky read okay um okay. I, I get to use the new format you do yes I was actually thinking maybe I'd have a different uh, a different different jingle for the blue book every episode different jingle yeah what do you mean? Like, you're going to hum one? Yeah, like, like, it's the blue book, it's the blue book, it's the blue book. That's today's. <laughs> okay, brilliant. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a little bit tame for me, but as, as mentioned, the jet lag is real. So, in the words by Tana, Tana, French. Season three, episode three, uh, recorded on Zoom. We've got to put this detail in there. We've got to, I've got to, it's got to be different from yours, otherwise it's just interchangeable, isn't it? I know, but I feel all the details you're, you've put in your little blue book is making <laughs> my notes seem simplistic and poor Absolutely. by comparison. <laughs> no, no, not at all. And also, you're the, you're the OG, so... I'm the OG, mm-hmm. yeah. It's all good. Well, the rest of us are just trying to keep compete, that's all. Okay, do you want to, are you ready? Yeah, 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 okay. On three or after three? Um, you choose, you've got a little blue book. You also oh. get to, to decide the scoring. Okay, well, I won't mix that up on three, otherwise I'll get confused. Okay, yeah. I can see you've just got the one hand there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine, it's a ten! <laughs> okay, ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Oh no, that is actually the lowest score <laughs> in in the history of one our plus one. So is two. it's two. It's a two-er, two out of twenty. Two out of twenty. But 
maybe i mean maybe just thinking about the learning maybe the learning is Don't let me pick books because this is no, always me no, no that's not the learning the, le- the learning maybe is <laughs> don't believe anything you read on the internet. instagram on instagram <laughs> yeah but then we put stuff out there on the internet and i want people to believe that so. only only believe <laughs> things on instagram if you've met if you have been friends with that person for seven years or seven more years plus. great yeah. okay well i can trust your posts then yeah. um okay. one line one line i mean <sighs> depressing very disappointing depressing read okay hang on very disappointing depressing read not no. not for us not for us um anything at all that would actually tell us what the plot was because i don't think we'll remember that oh um oh. set in ireland <laughs> <laughs> at one point there was a reference to the bog people in because there was it okay. they, they uh, sort of the murder site was an yeah. archaeological dig is that the same as the puka or pucker different what? I don't know what you're talking about. What? Was there a sort of a reference to the puka? What are the puka? The like supernatural. Oh no, no, no! I mean the bog people. This is was in the Pearl Thief. Oh, those bog people. Yeah. So like, um, sort of people, ancient people who are preserved in that. in the bogs, mainly in Ireland and Scotland. I might add a line, I might add a thing that's like, very disappointing, depressing read, not for us. Um, we think he did it. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We think he did it. All right then. So it's sad, I'm very sorry. A-B? Oh, okay. More case notes indeed, case notes. Okay, so I haven't got case notes, but I have got a little bit on Queen's of Crime. Queen's of Crime. Oh, maybe that's my thing this season. (laughs) (laughs) Jingles, because I actually don't think I've got a feature. Oh, doing jingles. You do jingles. Now, see, what I thought I'd do for Queen's of Crime is in episodes where we're perhaps not crowning a Queen of Crime, uh, I thought I'd just sort of tell you about some extra reading that I've done of Ooh. Queen's of Crime, yeah, you know, away from that. the podcast, away from yeah. the podcast. So I do a little, little bit of an update. Great. So, uh, okay, so on Val McDermott, who is one of our Queen's of Crime, I went away and read all of the other books in the Lindsay Gordon all series. Now, they were all good. I'd recommend all of them. Right. But on particular note, the first one, Report for Murder by Val McDermott, which is where you first meet Lindsay Gordon. She goes to investigate a crime at a girls' boarding school. Fantastic. That's Love. not one we read, is it? We read Booked for Murder. We read Booked for Murder. Um, Check then- it out, season two, episode 15. Maybe. maybe 14 or 13 late in the, late in the series you can have a look you'll find, find it you'll find Val um, so I would recommend that there's another one that's called Common Murder which is uh, set around a women's peace camp mm. interesting setting oh she's modern uh, obviously Val yeah of course modern. Val is modern but mm. I have got a note on that which is interesting because as well as reading all the Lindsay Gordon mysteries i also read some non-lindsay gordon val oh, mcdermott okay. with mixed response okay. so i read still life which i thought was quite good however i read one of the val mcdermott's from her other series which she became i think she is more well known for and i the name of the man completely the detective completely completely escapes me so just Bear with, just have a look. Dr. Tony Hill, that's it, the clinical psychologist. Mm. And I have to say, it was too 
too gory, too violent for me. So I think there is something there about particular series, mm-hmm. because I think if actually, if we had read one of the Dr. Tony Hills, mm, okay, you wouldn't the Val, we, we might have felt differently. Mm. I, oh, I read some more Ovidia U. Because oh, yeah. Did you read any of Mrs. D? No, that's not her name. Mrs. what? Aunt, I didn't read any of Auntie Lee. Auntie but Lee. There was... Or Mrs. D. Any of those? Who's Mrs. D? <laughs> I've made that up. <laughs> um, because she had a new mystery out, which is in all of uh, part of the mimosa tree. The, the, but the tree ones. They're all trees. Um, but the latest one was called the Cannonball Tree Mystery. Um, I did enjoy it. However, for a video you and the tree mysteries, I'd say that the Mimosa Tree Mystery that we read, fantastic. Check it out. But also the Frangipani Tree Mystery, which I believe is the first one, was also cracking. Oh, so, season two, episode five. I've, I guess. I don't know. Again, miss, I'm guessing these. I th- I think you're right. Oh. So that's just yeah, it's just a little report on the Queens of Crime reading that I've been doing. If I do read any other QOC, then I'll report here. And also, when you read your ECR Lorac, oh, I'll report back, of course. You report back, of course, of course, of course. Of course. Did I tell you that I've been reading? I've been doing a random reading of all of the ags. Oh, te- well, that. she's a queen of crime, so it fits in with this it fits segment. In. Great. So basically, um, as I told you before, um, we have a friend, Mike, Czech Mike, because he's from the Czech Republic, and he's been borrowing them um, and very enthused by them. And also after the Ags Festival, I thought, Do you know what, I'm going to reread and read all those that I've never done before, um, especially okay. because I do feel that your Ags knowledge is better than mine. I feel that you read more of them than me. So I thought, okay, I'll, I'll join you. I do have the collection. So I've been doing a random number generator. No way, have yeah. you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, going on my spreadsheet, what number is it? And then, I, and then I pick it and then I read it. Hold on. When you say you go on the spreadsheet, are I'm you back. talking of the Agatha Christie spreadsheet? <laughs> the spreadsheet yeah. I created? Yeah. Oh, I feel I feel really touched. Well, I mean, I wasn't about my own, was I? When you said that you did a random num- number generator, I thought you meant you just did it to get a number and then maybe like counted along the shelf. No, no, I've used the use a spreadsheet, spreadsheet of joy. Well, that's really lovely. So, I mean, do you want to know which ones I've read so far? Yeah, yeah. Give us a give us a bit of a, okay. you know sum up which have you rated? Which have you hated? I've not hated any. <laughs> I mean, I have also talked about it. A little with you before on an episode but okay we'll get to that so first one let's see first one was pale horse which was which was what i was reading when we went to the agatha christie festival <gasps> the pale horse yeah yeah, yeah. rated rated, rated. Yeah. yeah it's, it's i would say it's an atypical yeah, i would agree because it has quite a lot of the occult in it. Which normally I don't, I don't, I'm not down with, but I, I enjoyed it very much. So I read that up next, and then there were none. <gasps> also a corker. Classic. I haven't read that since since the first time I ever read an Agatha Christie. So Murder on the Links and and uh, and then there were none. I read when I was I think twelve. Wow. And, so I, and I hadn't read it since, and it was just as good. Although of course you have to ignore the offensive references, which is a slight challenge. And I yeah. did also then read, as a follow-up to that, this is obviously slightly controversial because it's a man, but read the Decagon House Murders, which is the Japanese, like, spin-off, if you will, inspired by uh-huh. and then there none, yeah. which was mentioned by Anthony Horowitz at the Agatha Christie Festival. Yeah. And it is it? fantastic. Okay, I might borrow it. I was very that. impressed. I've lent it out to check Mike at the moment, but he reads very quickly, so I'm sure he'll read it. Check Mike. He's... Oh, come on. I have, I have other people in my life that I lend books to. Oh, but lending the mysteries. Oh. I know, but you've read, we've read all the ads, and you also have your own copy. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it so far. And up next, I've got um, Hickory Dickory Dock, which I haven't, <gasps> which I haven't started yet. Oh, I reread Hickory Dickory Dock or read it actually. I was just relatively recently. I think I enjoyed it. (laughs) Well, I'll, I'll report back. Okay, brilliant. 
So the next read is going to be my pick. So I'm going to return us to one of our queens of crime. So my pick is going to be Death in High Heels by Christiana Brand. Great news. This is available as an ebook. You can get physical copies of it, but that will involve eBay, eBay searching or possibly a books, which we would recommend. Uh, so yeah, Death in High Heels by Christiana Brand will be our next read and that will be for our episode on the 6th of December. As always, thanks for joining us and I suppose I can say that next episode, 6th of December, we will be revealing the details of this year's Christmas giveaway. Where you will have the chance to win an exclusive murder mystery bundle. bundle. Of course a bundle. Every year. Yeah. Um, and if you've listened today and you've enjoyed the show, you know, why not? Why not give us a little rating? It's very easy to do. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can just press five stars. Just press five stars. Don't even think about it. And or you can write us a comment. And we are on Instagram. We put up photos of Hercule. We put up book-based photos and just some extra, extra mystery bits. And as always... <laughs> Keep sleuthing with me. Keep sleuthing. Yeah. It's, it's really funny because actually if you if you listen to the very first episode, <laughs> I say, I really don't like you. I know you do. And then every time get a different sign off. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then in episode two, keep sleuthing with me. And then on whatever number episode we're on now, we're still saying you may have noticed that we say that our next book is going to be Death in High Heels by Christiana Brand but we then mention London Particular in the episode notes. A slight snafu in that we realised Death in High Heels is unfortunately no longer available as an ebook and is very difficult to find and uh, not to mention expensive so the next book will be as mentioned in the episode notes London Particular by Christiana Brand which is available as a paperback from Amazon under its American title Fog of Doubt or you should be able to pick up a vintage copy from eBay or Abe Books with prices starting at about $8.99. So our next read on the 6th of December will be London Particular by Christiana Brand. We look forward to seeing you then. Bye.